Welcome to the Jeff Eby Show. Jeff Eby Show. Where the talk is all about Dixon County. Live from beautiful downtown Dixon in the historic Reagan's Arcade. Welcome to the Jeff Eby Show, where the talk is all about Dixon County. We are guest-focused and listener-supported. Like us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube at the Jeff Eby Show. Now, here is your host, Jeff Eby. Hey, we're so happy you're joining us today. Please tell your friends right now to uh, go ahead and turn on to this uh, this show today we've got a really great guest and i'm really excited to uh present her to you and and start a discussion but please like and share this video right now if you're on facebook and if you're on youtube please like give me the thumbs up that's just going to be able to get the information out to everybody and that's our goal here to just try to get information out to everybody about what's going on in the county and uh, just generally what's going on again i'm jeff eby and the show is all about dixon county so that's what we're uh that's what we're trying to get the information out so right now please just call somebody uh you know just let everybody know uh to get logged on right now so you can enjoy this uh, show so we're gonna get right into it today we have renee rizzo and uh, she's a very interesting person i'm really excited to uh, start <laughs> our discussion here i love that thank you so much yeah. for having me but um you were ceo of the the hope center right mm -hmm. hope and, clinic for uh, women hope clinic it's and all good yeah tell it what tell us a little bit about that real quick about yeah. the yeah so hope clinic for women is the pregnancy center that is in nashville tennessee it is one of about 4500 pregnancy centers across the hundred across the country 45 in tennessee and it has been around since 1983 i came on the scene uh, about 18 years ago when it was a small little eight person staff size and it is kind of located in midtown nashville cool. and after 18 glorious years um, we have about 20 staff and tripled in budget and added a ton of services to really be competitive in the nashville healthcare marketing right. area and um, see a client growth of about 400%. Wow. So I'm excited to continue to share that conversation. And one of the first clients that I'll be working with in the next year is the Dixon Pregnancy Center. Cool. So I'm cool. excited to be helping them and this community. Right. I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes downtown where y'all are right now. Whereabouts downtown are you? So we're literally actually right off of uh, right off of West End, okay. um, right near Midtown, uh, St. Thomas Midwest. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Man, every time I drive down there, it's just like I just can't believe everything. More that's buildings. Going on. I know it's just incredible, more buildings everywhere, and it, the dynamic has really changed, and the diversity of our clients have really changed. Yeah, I'm it's sure. a very urban area, and so when it comes to tough topics, we have to understand that what we need to be focusing on here in Dixon is very different than what we might be focusing on in Nashville. Sure. Um, especially since Nashville's um, location is two blocks away from Planned Parenthood. Right. And so those clients are coming from all over. And so we need to be able to, at Nashville, learn how to funnel back to the community like Dixon when appropriate. Right. So what services, and, and mainly it's services for women, right? Yeah, mainly. Yeah. Mainly services for women. So tell us, give us yeah. just a kind of overview of kind of yeah. the services that they, uh, yeah. that they do. So Hope Clinic for Women is like most pregnancy centers across the country, although I would say that we had a deeper bench 
of services and staff. And it's for women, it is mostly helping them from that moment of, oh my goodness, I think I'm pregnant. Um, really kind of discussing all of her options with her, giving her the medical care that she needs. And really, whether she chooses um, abortion, parenting, or adoption, we want to be able to educate her and equip her. If she chooses adoption, we work with adoption agencies. If she chooses to become a parent, then we kind of put them in what we called bridge. Every pregnancy center calls it something different, but it's just that idea of we're going to walk beside her through her pregnancy and typically the first year after. And Everything is free. No matter what pregnancy center you go to in the country, what's true for all of us is that everything they get is free. So they're getting quality medical care. They're getting case management, social services, counseling, and they get all of that for free. They earn points, and then they get all the maternity and baby items they need. And this is where the male partner does kind of come in, though. So we usually have male volunteers, male staff, because we, as much as he can be a part of that conversation, we want him to be. We want him to be equipped as a father. Even if they don't get married, they need to learn how to co-parent together. So that's the main arm of most pregnancy centers, as is with Hope Clinic. Um, I always joke that there's always, typically at a pregnancy center, um, prevention education. Mm -hmm. And I always say I would love for prevention to put pregnancy out of business. And we have a really great curriculum um, that is evidence-based, but also lines up with scripture. And isn't that amazing how God can do that? He can line up scripture with what's evidence and scientific. And we get out to middle schools, high schools, um, agencies, and talk about um, sex and unplanned pregnancies and healthy relationships in ways that actually make kids want to engage and make good choices. And so I love that we get to do that. And so that's been a really big program that has continued to grow. And it is far more robust than the, you know, folks might think it is, but it's just healthy, good stuff. And then the last arm of what we do is our counseling services. We offer all forms of pregnancy loss counseling, which can be miscarriage, stillbirth, infant death, failed IVF, failed adoption, or abortion. Um, And then we also offer like postpartum depression counseling, couples counseling, and unfortunately, one of the issues that we're dealing a lot with is pornography and sexual addiction, and even trafficking. And so we really need to be partnering Mm -hmm. with all those other agencies. So that's Hope Clinic, and that's probably true of most centers around the country. right. So are most women, when they come to y'all, are they unwed and don't have a partner or what, what yeah, kind of percentage so is Yeah, so I would say over 90% are typically single. Right. Um, they do have a partner. He may or may not know. He may or may not be a part of the story. Um, I can tell you statistically about 10% of the time the guy stays in the picture. Um, usually if a pregnancy center is involved, we can get him to stay involved about 26 to 30% of the time. And that's where I feel like in our messaging to empower women, we have used words like my body, my choice. And so we, in effect, have shoved him out of the decision process. And unless it's a really unhealthy relationship, she wants him involved in that conversation. And she wants him a part of it because he helped get her pregnant. And so we need to arm and equip him to be the best role model he can be in the story. Um, And so we have definitely across the country tried to make sure that the centers look inviting for him. And it's just not girly girly and that there's a place for him to unpack 
his stuff because the world is kind of telling me he doesn't have a say. Right, right. And, and, you know, statistics say that kids do much better with a father in the picture. Right. You know, and so, and it's sad that, that a lot of times the father isn't in the, in the picture and the, and the mom has to take up both roles and try to, you know, raise a, the child the best she can. But it, it, it's sad. It's not intended to be that way. And it's not, I mean, it's a nationwide problem. 60% of young kids today are growing up without a father figure in the home. 90% of men incarcerated do not have a father figure in the right. home. And so the data tells us he needs to be involved. Right, right. Okay, so uh, how does it work? So like, Somebody would just, they get in touch with you either by phone or, or text, uh, or, text mm-hmm. or, you know, come by the, the, the clinic or whatever. It's a walk-in. Yep. Right. All of those happen. So, yeah, so they can either call, they can text, they can get online, and there's usually a chat box, or they can just walk on in. And our goal in the texting and the phone call is to unpack their story just enough so we start to build a rapport they feel safe, and we can book that first visit. And really, in that first live visit, that's where we're really going to confirm the pregnancy, do an ultrasound if she's far enough along, and really um, get her to slow down and get her to unpack her decisions and her options. The thing I say to young people all the time is the the, the, ah, the decisions we regret most in life are the ones that we make in haste and the ones we make emotional. So no matter which way you go on this decision, it's a lifelong decision. Be thoughtful about it. Like you take two days to decide what car you're going to buy, what college you're going to go to. I mean, and so this is a pretty big decision. No one should make you feel like you should have to make the decision quickly. Right, right, right. Okay, um, so uh, most of the women when they come in, how usually far along are they? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, they're typically typically somewhere between four and seven weeks along. Um, I think now that uh, that, uh, pregnancy tests are so easy to get, I think a lot of them are taking pregnancy tests before they even walk in the door with us. A lot of girls are tracking their their periods on uh, apps. And so they're aware faster than like my generation and even my mother's generation. And so it's not unusual for them to be in that very early stage. I mean, sometimes even before an ultrasound is, is possible for us to even do. Um, but you know, I was just talking to the Dixon Pregnancy Center and we were just talking about how sometimes we have girls that come in at 10 weeks, 14, 16, 19, and this is their first medical visit. Right. And I'm never surprised at how long denial, um, and fear will stop somebody from facing a conversation. So, you know, most centers are able to do ultrasounds and treat her in her first and second trimester because of that. But by and large, they're really going to come in that early stage. Right. And so you do, the services you provide, such as ultrasound mm-hmm. and all that, that's all free services, right? It's all free services. And, you know, if she goes to like an abortion clinic, they're going to charge her for that. The, the pregnancy test, they're going to charge her for the ultrasound. I have always found it ironic that abortion clinics claim that they're there for the woman, and yet the rates that they charge for their fees are probably three times more than what most medical clinics in the area wow. charge. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they've actually sent clients to us for the pregnancy test and ultrasound because the client can't afford it at the time. And so we just don't ever want money to be a reason right. why she can't get care. Right. And I assume 
like on those, you have to have upfront money to even see them. I, I'm, oh yeah, I, no insurance. I would I would think for for us or for them for them for them. I pretty much I don't think that they offer insurance. Right. For pretty much they're going to need that money right up front. Right. Um, Which can be pretty expensive. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, they're all independently owned and operated and franchised out, so I can't speak to all of the centers. But most of the time, you need the cash up front in those kind of situations. Right, right. Okay, we're going to go to break real quick. Please stay with us. Uh, When we get back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the other things that you've been involved in. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that. Great, Stay with us. We'll be right back. doesn't have to be one of them. Make a choice you won't regret. The foremost choice. Are you looking for your dream home? Well, Lee Realty Group guarantees you the perfect home. With our expert agents that have over 100 years of combined experience, you are assured 100% customer satisfaction. If you are buying or selling, Lee Realty Group is your local veteran-owned real estate company. Contact us now at 615-446-2006 or online at leerealtygrouponline.com. Like us on Facebook at Lee Realty Group. insurance carrier doesn't have to be one of them. Make the choice you won't regret. The foremost choice. It takes a real estate expert to find the right 2,000 square feet in a neighborhood where kids can be kids, land softly, and grow up not so fast, please. A place to laugh together and make a lifetime of memories. And it all starts with a realtor guided by a code of ethics. So, can you picture it? And the doors you open together. We welcome you back. I'm Jeff Eby, your host uh, from the Jeff Eby Show, and we've got Renee Rizzo. And before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about the clinic and how things uh, operate, what services mm-hmm. you offer and everything. But I want to talk a little bit about some of the other things that you're involved in. 
Uh, we were talking earlier. I think you're working on a book now. Yeah. And uh, uh, you've worked in the church and some other areas. Give us some uh, update on that. Yeah. So one of the things when I stepped down from my job um, at Hope Clinic was really how could we take what I've learned here across the rest of the state and across the nation. And I think the thing that I've realized the most is that the average person is not equipped to have this conversation. Um, and all we're doing is fighting with each other. And in the midst of that is young people and teenagers and women are left out in the dust. And so I'm super excited to be working on a book that will be done in August um, cross your fingers with me, y'all, because I'll be teaching on it at my church, and it's about hope. Um, but the other thing I'm working on with a contract is bringing together um, state and national pregnancy centers, bringing um, directories together, partnering with um, other like-minded clinics. So like when a young woman comes to see us at a pregnancy center, she might need a medical clinic, a homeless shelter, a domestic violence shelter. And so we need to have a resource and a way to pull all of that information together. Right. So no matter where a young woman is or parents or the boyfriend is in the country, he's going to know that not only am I getting in touch with the right pregnancy center, but here's all the other places I'm going to probably have to deal with if I go through this kind of topic. Right. And then the other thing is really creating education content. So I'm working on a 10-week podcast series with my home church, Grace Chapel Fairview. And we really want to help educate parents and the community, especially with all of the conversations surrounding Roe v. Wade right now and the Supreme Court making a decision in June. Because what people need to realize is um, even if the Supreme Court um, decides to bring the end to Roe v. Wade, abortion will still exist in this country yes. um, and it will still exist at clinics and it will still exist through the abortion pill. And so we, I really just feel so invested in creating space to have conversation, to educate young people, educate parents, and how can we find, I know it sounds crazy, some common ground mm -hmm. so we can help young people not get pregnant in the first place. Right. But if they do, healthy choices. Because there was a stat I read at the beginning of my career, and it still holds true today. There's actually two stats. One, 50% of all pregnancies in the United States are unplanned that is higher wow. than any peer country, and it has not gotten better. Uh, it is not because people don't have access to birth control. I wish that were as simple as that, but it's not. Um, and two, 70% of women, pro-choice women, when they find out they're pregnant, if they had an access to support services, they would actually choose to have that child. So we could do so much to reduce abortions by educating and equipping and empowering people. So through this podcast, through the one that I'm going to be doing, through my book and helping other pregnancy centers and really teaming together so we can go up against Goliath because right. Goliath has got a lot to say. And as pregnancy centers and clinics, we need to unite. Right. And that's what my goal is in the next nine months. Right. So, okay, we talked a little bit about this, but like we're kids in high school or even junior high school, um, they get pregnant. Yeah. So it, are you working? Does it, are there any services that work with the schools to say, okay, look, you know, if this does happen, here's what you need to do. Here's, you know, kind of where you need yeah, to go. Yeah, we're really, I mean, especially in Tennessee, um, and I'm very grateful that, you know, most of us actually get in the middle schools and high schools right in the public schools through um, 
the Title IV funding that we have. So, so many of us have Title IV funding. We have this robust education. It's a four-week series that we go out and teach at the middle school and high school level. And on top of that, most of us have a relationship with the high school's so that we have support groups for teen moms and systems in place. Right. So I'm actually grateful for um, where Tennessee is on this education. I promise you, we are we don't go into schools and just tell kids not to have sex. Right. They are equipped and armed and educated, and they and the schools have really good relationships with us. So feel good about that. Yeah. So I guess you just bring in a team and then you, you teach a four week. Did you yes. Say a four week so course? we usually try to go in co-ed male, female. So it matches the co-ed environment there. Right. Um, and it covers everything from understanding their own body. Um, so some basic health education, we talk about boundaries and consent. Um, we talk about online dating. Um, we talk about unplanned pregnancies and STDs, we answer their questions about birth control because there's still a lot of misinformation yeah. out there about it. And um, we talk about some of the best ways for them to preserve um, abstinence and as long as possible and or how to quickly recover from unhealthy choices. And we have medical staff that come and be a part of it too. And so they get really good education. It's great. We partner with the teachers, typically uh, with administration and it's very um, interactive, so mm -hmm. we have a lot of fun activities that we do with the kids, cool. and we even do a pre and post. Well, it's we're getting funded by the government, so we do a lot of pre and post surveys, and we really make sure that the kids are actually retaining the information that we are giving them, and there's a huge increase of kids wanting to make healthier choices afterwards, and we actually even offer a parenting track of that. So we offer that at schools and at churches and community agencies, so if you're a parent listening to this and you're thinking, I have no idea what to say to my kid, right. um, contact Hope Clinic for Women, contact your local pregnancy center and find out about their education program. Chances they will, chances are they will offer it to youth leaders, parents, anybody who's around teenagers and want to talk about it because what is still true today is that young people are still most influenced by what parents say. Right. And so when parents think, oh, my goodness, they're not listening to me anymore, they really are, and they're actually watching you too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, with parents, I think it's it's kind of a, it, unfortunate that a lot of parents don't talk to their kids about this thing, yeah. you know. For, for our for my family, my wife's a nurse, and we I had two girls, so she was pretty graphic with the girls, so, you know, coming up, so it was not like a taboo thing but in some homes it is you know they just don't talk about this stuff I know? know and the problem is you know I think the new data is showing that boys are exposed to pornography by seven or eight and girls by 11 so you have a choice to make as as parents are you going to let the world and in, in the internet educate your child um, or are you going to start to educate your child and you know, this is where you even have to think about what kind of access do your kids have with cell phones? And I do you know. consider taking those cell phones back at a certain time of night? And so that they're locked in the parent's bedroom getting charged for the night? Because once you put access to the internet at your kid's disposal, even with all the child protection apps that are out there, your kids are going to get sideways in yep. to content and information faster than you think. And so I would say as a, as uncomfortable as it is we give a lot of tips to parents in the parent training I always tease parents I'm like the best conversations happen in the car driving because you're both staring at the road ahead yeah, and you don't have to stare them in the face and it's great and it's more important for it to be helpful for them than it, worrying about how awkward it is for you right 
Right, right. So uh, a few minutes ago, we were talking a little bit about therapy offline or yeah. off camera. We were talking about that. So your that particular uh, Hope Center, they yeah. offer therapy, right? Yeah. I mean, most most pregnancy centers are going to offer some form of counseling. A lot of it can be lay trained counseling, but at Hope Clinic for Women, and this is probably true for some pregnancy centers across the country, we just wanted to go a step further than that. So we have male and female therapists on staff to really dig at some of the clinical issues. One of the topics that's really big in Tennessee right now is ACE assessments, A-C-E, and that stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And so what we're learning is when you do an assessment of anybody, you and me, it's just 10 questions. And if you can say yes to four or more, it means you had childhood trauma. So, and that is true for about 75% of our clients across the state. And so if we don't have people in the room equipped to handle that trauma, then the pregnancy isn't the only issue. It might be the only outward side of what's going on, but you don't know what else is going on. And so sometimes when I'm talking to donors and people who have had no trauma and they're like, but Renee, how come they just can't see it's a baby or how come they just can't see this? And I said, that's because you grew up with a roof over your head, food on the table, two parents, no abuse, no um, sexual um, trauma. And so I said, so I get that that's where you're going to go. But for so many of our clients, that's not her story. And so she can't make the same rationalization that you can. And that's usually where people go, oh, boy. And so, but that's the truth about this topic. I wish I could tell you that we have just an abortion problem in this country or just an unplanned pregnancy problem. But we have a lack of worthiness and love and identity. And it has infiltrated every area. And this is just one of them. Yeah, because that... that could be just one product of what this other stuff is going on Absolutely. in their lives or whatever. Absolutely. So we were talking a little bit about funding and, and at the uh, state level. So they're they're working th- on some bills now in the legislature for help for that funding? Or? Well, and it's amazing because I feel like I've seen a lot of Google alerts, like people enraged at how much money the state has helped with pregnancy centers get funding for ultrasounds, which is crazy. Like, why wouldn't you want a pregnancy center to have medical staff and medical equipment that would actually make us you know, legitimate, Um, but compare it to the millions and billions of dollars that's going out to Planned Parenthood. um, I would say it's a drop in the bucket. So right now there are some things going on at the state level that we're really trying to get some, you know, funding towards practical resources. Um, And I don't know who would want to argue with Women having access to more care and more options and education. Right. I know. It doesn't so make sense. So be on the lookout for it. Got our fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes. But I think it should only be appropriate when billions of dollars are going out in the other oh, direction. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to take a break real quick. But when we get back, I want to talk a little bit about this Roe v. Wade thing yeah. coming up. Let's and talk about let's, it. Let's talk about that. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
all make bad choices. Your insurance carrier doesn't have to be one of them. Make a choice you won't regret. The foremost choice. Are you looking for your dream home? Well, Lee Realty Group guarantees you the perfect home. With our expert agents that have over 100 years of combined experience, you are assured 100% customer satisfaction. If you are buying or selling, Lee Realty Group is your local veteran-owned real estate company. Contact us now at 615-446-2006 or online at leerealtygrouponline.com. Like us on Facebook at Lee Realty Group. insurance carrier doesn't have to be one of them. Make the choice you won't regret. The foremost choice. It takes a real estate expert to find the right 2,000 square feet in a neighborhood where kids can be kids, land softly, and grow up not so fast, please. A place to laugh together and make a lifetime of memories. And it all starts with a realtor guided by a code of ethics. So, can you picture it? And the doors you open together. Welcome you back uh, to the Jeff Eby Show. I'm your host, Jeff Eby, and we are here with Renee Rizzo, uh, who was at one time the CEO of the Hope Center there in Nashville that does a lot of planned pregnancy um, mm -hmm. services. And before we left, uh, I know this is going to be a big issue, is yeah. the Roe v. Wade, and the Supreme Court is making a decision like in June, I think you said? Mm -hmm. Yes. And the feeling kind of is that it's going to come down to overturn that. Yeah. So what does that mean yeah. for us. I'm so glad that you asked because I feel like there's just a lot of confusion about it. The law that's being decided on isn't a matter of do we think abortion is right or wrong right. and is it going to be legal or illegal, but was the Roe v. Wade decision a correct U.S. Supreme Court constitutional dif di uh, decision that they should have been making in the first place? So if it's overturned, it means it goes back down to the state level. So abortions existed before Roe v. Wade and abortions will exist after Roe v. Wade, it's just gonna go down to the state level. So since we're in Dixon, let me just tell you where Tennessee is right. in all of this. Um, right now in Tennessee, you can still have an abortion. The number of weeks really depends on the actual abortion clinic and what the legal limit is with that medical director. So it's not easy to say, well, this is what Planned Parenthood does or this is what another abortion clinic does. You really need to call that center and find out what their capabilities. For example, 
um, Planned Parenthood in Nashville, Tennessee, which was like two blocks away from Hope Clinic for Women. When I arrived 18 years ago, they could only do abortions up to 13 weeks. They can now do abortions up through 19 weeks, six days. So that's about 20 weeks. So that's what's legal right now in Nashville. Now, what is it? Because I know there was some talk about the heartbeat bill. Is that is that right? So it so it has gone through some of the legislation and it hasn't been completely passed in other legislation. Um, the other thing I, I, I want to help educate too, and just on a few things with the law is it's important for people to know that 97%, which is a large bucket, happens in the first trimester. And everyone gets really like, well, it's only the first trimester. I want people to Google what a 10, 11, and 12-week fetus looks like because I've actually seen that in ultrasound machines. I've heard that heartbeat, and I've seen legs and arms move actively in that 10 to 12-week. 50% of all abortions in this country are now being done through what is called a medical or chemical abortion, which just means the two abortion pills. She takes the first abortion pill typically at a center, and she takes the second one at home. It's up through 10 weeks. It basically forces a miscarriage. So quietly, while the Supreme Court started hearing the case about this in December, the FDA authorized for the abortion pill to be available through the Internet and without a doctor visit. So what does this mean for Tennessee? Um, Even taking aside the heartbeat bill, Tennessee is one of 12 states that has enacted and approved the trigger law. And what the trigger law means is if Roe v. Wade goes down, the state goes back to the law prior to Roe v. Wade. So for Tennessee, it does make abortions illegal from that standpoint as a clinic. But what's unclear is what women's access to the abortion pill is going to be. I mean, even if it's hard to get through the Internet in Tennessee, that doesn't stop me from asking my friend in New York to mail it to me. Um, And my biggest concern with that is women taking that far when she's too far along to be taking that. And so I suspect we will see a lot of surge in panicked women. Pregnancy centers will see a large volume go up. There will be a lot of lawsuits fighting against that. And so it's really important for us to know that that Roe v. Wade doesn't mean abortion goes away in this country. And it certainly doesn't mean unplanned pregnancies go away, which is why we need to be talking about it and really making sure that we're arming and equipping and helping centers, but then also educating young people. Right. The abortion pill, is is there any adverse uh, reactions directly to the women that take that? Well, I mean, it's forcing a miscarriage. Right. And so um, there are some women who would say, that, and it really depends on how far along she is, of course, and there would, there would be some, and it's forcing a miscarriage. I think many women who are listening to this broadcast, one in four women um, in their pregnancies will have a miscarriage, and they know how painful a miscarriage can right. be. And that's when your body is naturally miscarrying you can imagine what happens to your body when you're forcing right. chemically that. So the amount of um, symptoms that could occur and bleeding that could occur really could be different person to person and might even require medical um, help. And that's what makes me the most uh, nervous is that this is, this procedure is going to happen at home. And that really makes me nervous. Right. So what what is the recommended time being pregnant before you can take the abortion right so it's like 10 weeks is the far latest they're saying you know seven eight nine weeks is best it says up to 10 weeks um but again unless you're actually getting an ultrasound 
you don't really know, women don't really know how far along they are. Right. Time and again, women um, don't always remember their last uh, menstrual cycle, and so they might think, "Oh, I'm only six weeks along, and they're really nine weeks." And so, if you don't have to go to a doctor's visit, and you're not just confirming the pregnancy, but if you're not getting an ultrasound, you're really not confirming how far along you are. And so you could be like one or two weeks off thinking it's safe and you're like out of the window. Right, right. So do they use that like, you know, if you have unprotected sex and you think, okay, I might be pregnant, then they just take that pill and is it it pretty much a done deal or what? Well, and so here's the thing. That's why actually I'm glad you asked that question because the thing she can do prior to that, because one of the debates that people would say is, well, what happens if it's rape or incest or something horrific happens? The option she has before an abortion pill is within 24 hours. Before fertilization has occurred, she has access to what's called Plan B or the morning after pill, which is actually now available at a Walgreens over the counter. It's less than $50, and it's basically like a strong birth control. So if you are already a supporter of oral birth control, which in many cases stops ovulation, Mm -hmm. so there's no conception, there's no fertilization, if you get if you take that quickly enough afterwards you actually stop fertilization altogether so i would say to a young person is if they didn't use birth control or something horrific happened to them get to a walgreens or a cvs and and go take you know take that so that you stop the process altogether right. don't wait until that and by the way an abortion pill is not cheap it could run about $900 right. so wow. they are making a good markup on this yeah so but they're completely different the completely two. different yeah now there are some people you know that might be listening to this that are very against oral birth control and so i would say that's your choice and i simply understand that but there's a lot of people that completely support birth control that stops ovulation right. so it's about the same thing okay so if this goes down, what is that going to do to like your clinic or even the clinic here in Dixon that, that is similar to your clinic? I've, I've told people to expect a 30% increase because there was about eight months that the Planned Parenthood in Nashville had shut down. They didn't have a medical director. They didn't have an abortionist, which ironically, a lot of them are shutting down because they don't have abortionists. And so when that one shut down for about eight months, our numbers went up 30%. So... I can imagine that's about what it's going to feel like is that we're going to see about a 30% rush. And I think we're going to experience it across the state. So how, you know, so if that does happen, then it's obviously it's going to cost more. So how, how is your funding going to, uh, you know, uh, do compared to, yeah, I mean, that's a great conversation because most pregnancy centers around the country, we do not get federal funding at most we can get that Title IV funding for the prevention education. Right. Um, or there has been some funding that has been released in Tennessee for ultrasounds and some medical staff. But other than that, we really just rely on the local community and grants and foundations. And so I would say be prepared for expenses to go up 30%. Yeah. And so whether it's the Dixon Pregnancy Center or if you're listening to this not from that area, find the one in your area. All you have to do is Google um, Pregnancy Center in your state, and you're going to probably find a list. As I said, there's 45 in Tennessee alone. So how can somebody, if they want to get involved, say, yeah, I I really, you know, want to get involved. I really think this is a great thing. How can somebody just just get involved? I know they can give, but is yeah. there other ways they can get involved? Oh, my goodness. Every pregnancy center across the country needs time and talents. They need mentors. They need ed- educators. They need people to help answer the phone. They need people to help collect all the maternity and baby items. 
Um, there is a honey-do list as long as my arm oh, that I'm sure. sure many dudes can do. And a lot of pregnancy centers, including Hope Clinic for Women, we actually do a lot of our mentoring online now. It's something we actually started before COVID, but because of COVID, we are learning that you can mentor and a client in the comfort of your own home. So I would say, you know, Google pregnancy center in your own area. And don't forget that she's going to be single and possibly a single parent a long time. Right. So, you know, think about your local boys and girls club and um, your local big brother, big sister program. Being a mentor to these young people would be such a great right. gift. And if you have maternity and baby items, Again, find your local pregnancy center. The one here in right. Dixon is amazing, right. and Margaret's yeah, Margaret fabulous. Does, yeah, she does a great so job. she would love your time and your money. Right. Go make it happen, people. <laughs> so what? Um, so with with the with the funding increase, hopefully, and yeah. people actually can go online and give, right? Yes, and mo I, I can't think of a pregnancy center that out there that does not have an online way to donate today. Okay. But otherwise, you know, good old mail in a check. Um, you know, they can even usually handle stock donations. Although I don't know right now that that might be a good idea. Yeah. But cryptocurrency, maybe. <laughs> cryptocurrency, who knows? Um, you know, gift cards. And be creative. If you own a business, if you have a service that you think the center needs, offer it for free or at a discount. I mean, Lee Company, you know, was right. a supporter of Hope Clinic long before Bill Lee became our governor. And um, so there might be a service your business offers that could take a expense off of the line item. And there that's just like giving money. Exactly, exactly. All right, so COVID, we talked about that. How did that affect this whole industry going through this? Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm just grateful. I had a big donor who gave us seed money for me to create the technology for Hope Clinic to be remote. Like, so most everything moved into the cloud. Everyone got laptops, and we have online education classes. And so it really forced all the pregnancy centers to do that. Just about every pregnancy center now should have access to online education opportunities, online mentoring. And so I think the biggest shift is that we had to learn how to do it all remote. Um, of course, like all other medical clinics, we had to leave the guy outside. We had to leave the right. friends outside. And that made it really hard for her to go. Can you? It was hard enough for people to go through planned pregnancies in COVID alone. It was sure 10 times harder um, in a COVID world with our unplanned pregnancy clients. And so it just required us <laughs> to be more present. And so when I hear about the world like shutting down for two years, I'm like, I'm glad you did because we stayed yeah. open for two years. Like we yeah. never missed a beat. We never closed our doors. Um, and so we've had to do a lot more things virtually um, with our clients. And we've had to be creative with volunteers and with staff. But I would say for the most part, in some ways, it's freed us because now if I'm mentoring through my phone, I can do that at seven o'clock on Saturday morning if that works for me and the client. Right. And neither one of us has to haul out to the location. So as traffic kind of gets crazy, right. you don't have to use traffic as your excuse to help. Like my cousin in Connecticut was mentoring a client here in Nashville oh, because wow. she could do so on right. Zoom. Right. And, you know, we also have <coughs> OSHA and HIPAA compliance software that's out there too. So we make sure we do it correctly. Um, so that's in some ways COVID has freed us to like most things in the medical community to expand our horizon and try right. things differently. Yeah. It's made you do that. Yeah. You know, all right, we're going to go to break real quick. And when we get back, we're going to kind of wrap up and talk about some things in the future that maybe yeah. you're going to do. And uh, so you stay with us. We'll be right back.
all make bad choices. Your insurance carrier doesn't have to be one of them. Make a choice you won't regret. The foremost choice. Are you looking for your dream home? Well, Lee Realty Group guarantees you the perfect home. With our expert agents that have over 100 years of combined experience, you are assured 100% customer satisfaction. If you are buying or selling, Lee Realty Group is your local veteran-owned real estate company. Contact us now at 615-446-2006 or online at leerealtygrouponline.com. Like us on Facebook at Lee Realty Group. insurance carrier doesn't have to be one of them. Make the choice you won't regret. The foremost choice. It takes a real estate expert to find the right 2,000 square feet in a neighborhood where kids can be kids, land softly, and grow up not so fast, please. A place to laugh together and make a lifetime of memories. And it all starts with a realtor, guided by a code of ethics. So, can you picture it? And the doors you open together. Welcome you back. We're here uh, in the Jeff Eby Show, and I'm your host, Jeff Eby, and we've been talking with Renee Rizzo, who was the uh, used to be CEO of the, yeah. the Hope Center there in Nashville, and uh, she's given us a lot of information about a lot of topic, topics related to that, but we talked earlier a little bit about your book and um, kind of uh, your process through that, and yeah. kind of just give us kind of an overview of what yeah. that is and what, what yeah. that's going to uh, give us. So... Um, Quick shout out to mom. Thank you so much for yeah. watching, Patty Petrillo and Margaret for supporting me. You know, I'm a good old Italian girl from Connecticut. Um, all my grandparents are from Italy. And so we feel big. And I am the probably the biggest feeler in my family. And I ride emotional roller coasters. And it has served me well in my community a lot. And it's probably made for very stressful seasons with my family when I hit the bottom of that roller coaster. And I was in full-time church ministry in Connecticut before I ran Hope Clinic for Women. And what I noticed is there are a lot of broken people in the world, and especially in the church community. We have a hard time talking about um, brokenness and sadness. And, you know, we're like, suck it up, buttercup, or read scripture. Right. And I, I joked around with you <laughs> on the break, like, when someone tells you their crisis story, please do not vomit Romans 8, 28 in your first response. It is such a true verse, right. but it is not the immediate thing. And so I had this idea literally 20 years ago to start writing a book on hope. 
And the title is All You Need is a Mustard Seed, because that's all you need. And I'm pulling in topics from scripture, but I'm also pulling in things from the world. Like I love the movie Shawshank Redemption and the, the difference between Andy, the main character, who had all this hope that actually gets him out of jail, and Red, who has no hope. Right. And he says, actually, hope is a scary thing. Right. And it's ironic that I got to run a place like Hope Clinic for Women for 18 years, and that's going to play a part of it in the book. But, like, I have one chapter called Hope Doesn't Have to Look Happy, and Hope is Not in a Hurry. And so I think it's a book that'll be great for people who are in unplanned pregnancies, but I think it'll be great for people who are going through anything in life and going to church on Sunday just seems overwhelming. Right. Or there's somebody that they're struggling in their faith. And, you know, we're in a hard season of our life right now. Christians aren't even getting along. Like, we're fighting. <coughs> Gosh, we've been fighting about everything. We've been fighting about sexual identity, about masks, about COVID, about Roe v. Wade. And so we are not a population that's given out a lot of hope. And right. so I want to be able to hold space. And I will actually, I'm so grateful. My home church, Grace Chapel of Fairview, well, letting they're going to let me host an eight-week teaching series, probably starting in August. So if you come to that, it will be a community event. Um, you'll be the guinea pigs hearing all my chapters. Cool. <laughs> and hopefully then I'll get it published and out there. And I just, that's my big thing. I want to give hope to people no matter what they're going through in life. So when does that series start at your church? Um, we're tentatively booked for August, okay. but if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I think we've been posting that. I will be promoting that. I'm also going to be promoting that national um, project that I'm working on, so be on the lookout for that. So if you're following me either on Instagram or Facebook, I'll be promoting the education tool that's going to be coming out for Tennessee, which is going to be nationwide soon after that. And then I'll be letting you all know about my book and about that 10-week podcast series. So feel free to cool. follow me. I think I added my email on there, bombard me or not. <laughs> um, and I'll be happy to funnel you. So if there was a question that I didn't answer or I just made you only think of more questions, I'll be happy to forward you on to folks that have good answers. Right. So now you recently just left the, the Hope Center there in yeah. Nashville, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm sure I'm – I'm sure that you left it in good hands. I'm pretty sure I did, too. <laughs> um, I'm excited to say that Hope, I left Hope Clinic completely debt-free, awesome. um, which was a big deal when I wrote out that. I, God is so good. I wrote out that last mortgage payment check through a, a generous donation from somebody and let get our mortgage paid off. Awesome. We started an endowment fund. We have an amazing staff. Um, Kaylee Cornette is my successor. She was my development director. Um, for three years. Um, Alex um, is our clinical director. He's been with me for seven years. He is a licensed therapist. Um, Kevin is our business guy. And so they are keeping the flame going. They are keeping the doors open. And it was one of those seasons where I felt like I did everything the father asked me to do and even all my wish list items. And now they have a new team which cares about me and the history. I, I really, we really wanted to pass the baton well. I worked with them for about three months behind the scenes after I left. Right. But I'm now at the point where I'm like, okay, fly, little birds, yeah. fly. And when you fall, you will um, pick yourself back up. And it's good. I, I've just joked that as long as I said, as long as you make life important, Jesus the center, you're going to get through every mistake you make. And um, it's a great ministry. And I'm sure it wasn't easy, you know, after you 
poured your heart and soul into oh, something. Oh, yeah. It was like, harder you know, than leave. I thought it would be. Yeah, like, I'm sure. I prayed about it. God was really clear when it was time to come to Nashville. He was clear when it was time to start um, to go to Hope Clinic. And there were many years I was like, are you sure I'm not done yet? Are you sure I'm not done? Like, I don't stay anywhere that long. And running a nonprofit, if you are listening and you are a senior pastor or a nonprofit director, I mean, my heart goes out to you. Yeah. It is no easy task. Yeah. And it's cost a lot. I've made I've played a lot. I've made a lot of sacrifices for a Hope Clinic. I'm happy to say, about six thousand babies were born in my time, wow, and so that awesome. fills up my entire college university. Like yes. I like thinking about that. And um, about twelve thousand lives were saved at Hope Clinic since the start, because Lucy Freed was the director before me. Um, there was somebody for a couple of the years in between, but I'd say Lucy and I kind of held down the fort for almost all of our time. And so I'm excited to see what they're going to do. It was, it was hard. I mean, I feel like in many ways um, I'm experiencing all the things that when parents leave their children mm-hmm. for college. Right. Because um, I held on to Hope Clinic for 18 years and I gave a nine, you know, in my head I knew for nine months I was stepping down. I gave about a four-month notice. And so I'm having all of those parent off to college. I'm sure I want to call Kaylee every five minutes and tell her <laughs> what she should be doing. Um, and she's graciously <laughs> not like blocked me yet. And so I'm just trying to do what every parent does when you kind of let go of something is love it well, be there when they mess up and hug them and lick their wounds for right. them. But trust that they've got it. And when it, you know, when they do things that I wouldn't do, like, you know, God's got it. Yeah, and I just want to say that I, you know, I'm grateful and I appreciate what you do and have done, and you know, Margaret here in Dixon, yeah. what 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 she does. I mean, it's just it's awesome, and it's something that the community needs, and we're just so grateful that you know that it's the here in our community, and you know everything that that they're doing there. I'm just I, I I'm really grateful and uh, just appreciated. You know what know. you do so much. Thank I really you. Do. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that Margaret and I are going to spend a lot. I've known Margaret. Margaret was the first person, her and Chris, to welcome me into the community. I was this Yankee from New York yeah. <laughs> who knew nothing about this topic, and she was literally one of the first people to send me a card and embrace me. And I'm so grateful for her friendship all these years. And even more excited, I'll be speaking at their um, fun- big fundraising event in the fall. And I'm going to get be getting my church involved and getting volunteers involved and really just helping them. I'm like, I'm like, girl, let's go. Let's get ready for new stuff. <laughs> so what you, you talked a little bit about a national thing. So you, on the national level, you're involved in some stuff too, right? Yeah. So I'm going to be, I mean, I, I'm doing work with a, one of my contractors. Um, she actually works with CareNets and Heartbeat around the country, which actually supports the pregnancy centers right. throughout the country. And so we're going to be actually at the Heartbeat Conference in a few weeks, and we're going to be um, unveiling our product and our content. That's why I'm being very vague about it. I don't <laughs> think she wants me to say too much about it. But, you know, right now she already helps pregnancy centers across the country, and we want to get out there and do more education and training. So all this stuff I learned at Hope Clinic, we want to get out there and help as many pregnancy centers um, really kind of come up to the 21st century, right. learn how to talk right. in a language that young people are understanding. And it's realize that this conversation has really shifted in the last even decade. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so tell us again where, where people can reach you. Yeah. Uh, my what's hand- the best place for them to so get So my, my handle on Instagram is BMHS Coach. 
I'm on LinkedIn, Renee Rizzo, R-E-N-E-E-R-I-Z-Z-O. I'm on Facebook also under Renee Rizzo. Um, my email address is Rizzo at ReneeRizzo.coach. My website is ReneeRizzo.coach. <laughs> I should know that. Um, and so all of those ways are ways to get in touch with me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I just want to say I appreciate you spending your time coming here and talking Thank with you. me just for a bit about this. Uh, this, this, this subject is so important, especially with what's getting ready to happen with Supreme Court and all that that's coming down. And I don't know if, if a lot of people actually knew that, but it's, it's getting ready to hit us here pretty soon. It sure is. So we all need to be prepared for that. We so sure do. And be educated yes. in that. So, And I know that's what you do, and I really appreciate that. I really do. So the phrase I want to leave people with is speak the truth in love. And it's hard to do that with memes on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. So consider face-to-face conversations, yes. please. Yes, exactly. All right, well, that kind of wraps us up today. Renee, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. We hope you've gotten some content here. And contact her if you've got questions about any of uh, the content that we've talked about. And uh, we really appreciate you joining us. Please like and share this video if you're on Facebook. And if you're on YouTube, please like. Give me a thumbs up and share this with your friends and family. Again, we really appreciate it. We'll see you next week with our new guest. And uh, we look forward to that. Thank you. Thank you for watching. We know that you enjoyed today's show. Join us each Friday on your lunch break at 12 p.m. for new insights into local events, politics, and all things Dixon County. Remember to like us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube at The Jeff Eby Show or visit our website, thejeffebyshow.com.